Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dan Feldman here. Welcome to the final Locked On Pistons episode of Position Preview Week on the Locked On Network. The last few days, we've gone over Detroit's point guards, shooting guards, small forwards, and power forwards. If you haven't listened to those episodes already, I suggest you check them out, get you prepared for the season. You can find all those by subscribing on iTunes or following us on Audio Boom. Today, we're going to get into centers. I can't believe we've talked this much all week about the Pistons and only barely mentioned Andre Drummond team's best player, the team's franchise player, their highest paid player, their most important player, because he plays only one position. He's the rare guy on this team. If he's on the court, he's the center, the end. And so a lot of guys we've brought up multiple times, we've talked about them at multiple positions. This is a versatile team, but they're going to depend on Andre Drummond to hold it down inside. He's a great pick and roll finisher. Him and Reggie Jackson running the pick and roll, that's going to be the Pistons' bread and butter all year. Everything they're going to do offensively is going to be based around that when those two are on the court. And even when they're not on the court, just the idea of it starting with the two of them, that's going to influence how the rotation works. It's going to influence everything. Drummond's problem as a scorer, he's not very good at post-ups, and he's had a lot of them. And I think to some degree that made some sense as as like, okay, well, this is how you develop a post game. You post up. It might be ugly at times, but you got to go through those growing pains. Now I'm not so sure. There was some progress, not enough. He, Drummond never got good at them, but there was some progress uh, to the point where I'm not so sure if I'm still trying to work on that experiment. I might just rather him be a pick-and-roll finisher. And if he's a little more limited because of that, he's a little more limited because of that. Drummond's still young enough where you don't have to give it up. Uh, or at least minimum, you can scale back. Because the Pistons are going to be in the playoff race this year, competing for home court advantage in the first round, I think. I think they're going to get the four seed. Uh, but there's not much difference between fourth and tenth in the East this year. Everybody is chasing Cleveland. I think the Celtics and Raptors are a tier ahead. And then there are several teams in that next tier, and I think the Pistons are the best of the bunch, but there is so little margin for error that I don't know if you want to throw away a game or two potentially messing around on Andre Drummond's post-ups. The catch is maybe he wants them. A lot of big men want the ball in the post. It's sort of a status thing. It's an ego thing. And maybe you just have to appease him a little bit. Like, that's not the end of the world. If you remember, like, Ben Wallace, who has this great, deserved reputation for being the ultimate team player, for sacrificing, for doing all the little things, for hustling. 
for caring about defense when that's not the most popular. There was a time when every single game, the Pistons' first play was force-feeding Ben Wallace in the post. And occasionally, he'd like do something great. Usually, he'd throw the ball high off the backboard. It was usually ugly. But that's what he needed. He needed one play. Just got him going. Showed the showed him that the team respected him, that Larry Brown respected him. And that was part of the offense. And so maybe the Pistons just have to accommodate Drummond. If he becomes a better defender, sure. Like, if that's the enticement he needs, uh, because he can be a player who, when he's not involved offensively, can drift a little defensively. Uh, still was a little spacey defensively at times last year. But throughout his career has made nice progress defensively. So I'm, I'm fine with meeting him in the middle if he meets those defensive expectations. He's got nice quick hands for a big man. He puts those to pretty good use. I think he could do more as a shot blocker. Definitely has to get better at reading plays and getting into position and, and being there to go for the block shot. Uh, and I think that just comes in time. I think he's steadily developing. I wish he would have made that bigger leap at some point. Uh, but that's not always how it works. It's just a nice, slow, steady development. Uh, but it's all encouraging. He was a first-time All-Star last year. He's just such a good finisher inside with his size and ability to move. Uh, he's got good hops, even if it might take him a little while to get off the ground. That's why his defensive recognition has really got to pick up. Uh, but there, these are all pretty much good things uh, where they stand now. I guess we can take a moment to talk about the one really bad thing in his game, and that's, of course, free throw shooting. I think this is an overrated problem. No, he's not a good foul shooter. Yeah, that means sometimes you got to take him off the court at the end of games. Although this new rule will protect him at the end of quarters a little bit, and it'll be interesting to see how Stan Van Gundy managed his rotation as a result, even though this, the new rule won't make him fully protected. Uh, but three, free throw shooting, big negative. Uh, Drummond might be the worst free throw shooter at his volume of anybody all time. There's going to be plays where, where opposing teams are hacking him. He's going to have to deal with it, go through it. There's always the hope he improves. I'm not counting on that. I definitely don't expect it. Uh, but I think this is an overrated problem just because even when he's at the line as low as he shoots, like even if he's around 30%, but let's just say it's 30%. Like, you're still getting a little bit of offense from that. It's not enough. Like, it's not great, but it's a little something from it. His positives, I think, far outweigh it. The other team gets in foul trouble. Again, they're not going to be as able to easily take advantage of at the end of a quarter when they might be in foul trouble already. Like, that's the time it makes a lot of sense. It makes less sense now. Not no sense but less sense. But I just think all his positives outweigh it. And I think this gets too much attention because he's standing there by himself at the line. You don't need to know basketball. You don't need to understand plays to see him miss it. It's right there for everybody to see. The whole game stops. The whole arena looks at him. And I just think it's a, a setup that overrates how big a deal it is. But it does matter. It does hold him back. It does prevent him from reaching higher levels of stardom. 
Uh, but overall, the Pistons should be much happier to have Drummond than not. Not worth overreacting to his free throw problems. Uh, especially because at times when the Pistons need somebody to make free throws, they have a few options behind him. Uh, a few other players who I think will get minutes at center at some point this season, Aaron Baines, Boban Marjanovic, John Luer, Henry Ellenson, and even Marcus Morris maybe. Uh, Aaron Baines came over last year, didn't have a great year. He can help some things. He's a good rebounder, uh, especially on the offensive board. Not as good as Drummond, uh, but he's a good offensive rebounder. Marjanovic and John Luer can also be pretty solid offensive rebounders. I think the big difference between those three is that Marjanovic and Luer have looked much better on putbacks, on doing something with the ball when they get it. Where Baines is going to be physical, he, he plays pretty fearlessly, he'll throw his body into guys, he'll crash into the glass. But once he gets the ball, it's not always pretty. I think that's going to limit him. Uh, he's in the final year of his contract, at least before he has the option to opt out. It's his option. The Pistons have said they expect him to opt out. And because he'll only be an early bird free agent to get more money in the market next summer than they can pay. So that's why they signed Boban Marjanovic, uh, who was a rookie, an older rookie, into his mid to late 20s with the Spurs last year, uh, with the expectation that Marjanovic will will slide into Bain's role as the big man behind Andre Drummond next year. Not this season, but next season once Baines leaves. I'm a big Marjanovic fan. I think he's going to pass Baines. I think he's going to take the job this year, uh, even if the Pistons don't go to training camp with that expectation. Marjanovic last year, I mean, just silly numbers. Per 36 minutes, 21 points, 14 rebounds, shooting 60%, a block and a half. Like, just silly stuff. Like him and Wilt Chamberlain were the people putting up these numbers. And part of that is because he played a lot in garbage time. When he didn't play in garbage time, the Spurs did a good job of managing his matchups because he, he does not move well. He is big, 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 big. 7'3", got to be nearing 300 pounds. Huge hands. Just a big guy, but he's not going to move well. So he's going to be limited in who he can play against. And Aaron Baines moves better. But Aaron Baines is not going to be the most mobile, agile guy anyway. So I don't think there's a huge downgrade there uh, where I think Marjanovic can get that job. Also because John Luer can play some center. Uh, there will be plenty of times where Luer is not going to be strong enough to play center. But there will be times where the opposing center will not be too big and too physical for him. Uh, so between Lur and Marjanovic, I don't think there are a ton of in-between matchups. You either are playing a real big center and you, you want Marjanovic, uh, who I think is just a better player than Aaron Baines. Or you're going to be playing uh, a little bit more of a stretch center or a weaker center, and then Lur can come in, and when he plays centers, three-point shooting is a bigger asset. Uh, and then there will be some in-between matchups where, you know, you can use Baines or maybe give some more minutes to Drummond, uh, who who is so mobile he can play against anybody. Uh, so there will be different options there. Uh, but I expect Marjanovic to take that, that role instead of Baines. Between the two of them, one of them will be the bigger center off the bench and Lure will be the smaller center off the bench. 
I don't think Henry Ellenson cracks the rotation this year. Uh, we also mentioned at power forward, I don't think he gets in the rotation there. He's just a little too far away. He needs to develop his shot. He needs to either get stronger to guard centers or faster to guard power forwards. I think getting stronger is the more clear track. Uh, and then his his pluses, his ability to shoot from the outside eventually, I hope, uh, his ability to dribble up the court to grab a rebound and go up court, uh, his ability to pass in the half court, like those become bigger pluses relative to an average center. And he can just be sort of a, a weird novelty player who does those playmaking things, a playmaking five. Uh, he'll have to figure out how to be tolerable protecting the rim and tolerable on the glass. And those could be uphill battles for him. Uh, but to play to his strength, I think he could be something cool as a playmaking five. Uh, lastly, Marcus Morris could get some minutes. He, you know, when the Pistons decide to go super small, they want to experiment with that. If there's something where they see a, a matchup advantage, the trend is definitely to go small around the league. Marcus Morris is not Draymond Green. He's not going to protect the rim at that level. But his physicality, his willingness to to bang with a, a bigger player inside. Yeah, in a certain lineup, if you want to be be weird and creative and go for broke at some point, that's something you want to break out at some point. Yeah, Marcus Morris could spend a, a few minutes at center. Uh, so that's Detroit centers. And now by the end of the week here, that's every position. I've, if you want to go back and listen to the separate episodes on point guards, shooting guards, small forwards, power forwards, and center, uh, you can check out iTunes or Audio Boom. While you're there, I recommend you subscribe and follow the podcast. We're going to be daily now throughout, you know, from now till till the end of the season, into the summer, into next off season. So if you want your daily fix of Pistons news and analysis, subscribe on iTunes or follow on Audio Boom. Thanks for listening. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17